All right, it's the Buckeye Blitz. I'm Tito Jeff Fedoff. Thank you so much for tuning in. Lots to talk about today. Big Ten Media Days got underway uh, on Tuesday. On Wednesday, Ryan Day will speak. Lots to get to then. But some of the things Day had happened, um, there was a lot of talk about the playoff expansion and the Big Ten expansion. And on the playoff expansion front, uh, Gene Smith, um, the Ohio State Athletic Director, Big Ten Commissioner, Kevin Warren and Wisconsin Athletic Director with uh, Barry Alvarez all kind of weighed in on it. And um, one of the things that uh, Gene Smith talked about is he, he he came out and said, you know, this was a quote from him. Um, he said 16, meaning the number of 16 teams in the CFP playoffs, CFP, I should say, uh, just seems to be out there. 16 just seems to be out there. You can't ignore it. And he said that uh, it hasn't been talked about like officially within the group, but he says it does always come up when anybody talks about the college football playoffs. So, um, he made it sound like that's something that, you know, that will be brought up, will be discussed. The current deal does not end until the, after the 2025 season. So the 2026 seasons, the first year you might see an increase, which we will see an increase. It'll either be 8, 12, or 16. I'm hoping for 16. And then I'm also hoping that um, Bill Hancock, who is a CFP executive director, told uh, ESPN that no reasonable options will be ruled out. So I'm hoping for 16 and probably seeing some – Mixing of uh, broadcast partners, ESPN, ABC will get some games. Fox will get some games. I think that's what will happen. Uh, you'll have, you know, at this point, you'll have 15 games to vet out to people to um, to broadcast. So if it goes 16 teams, you have 15 games versus right now, you just have the three games um, in the CFP. And that's why it's, you know, exclusively on the ESPN, ABC family of networks. So um, Alvarez also said, he said he can live with 12. He can also live with 16. He's, I think access is important. I think I can live with 16. I can live with 16 is what Alvarez said. Kevin Warren, the Big Ten Commission, said about the same thing. He said, um, we'll figure it out. I'm confident we'll get C- uh, college football playoff expansion resolved. I feel very strongly to open it up to mo- have multiple media partners that we need to have, have from college football standpoint. We need to take a holistic view. So, it, yeah, look, it's going to expand. And when it does expand, I feel like they should cut the regular season back by game. I'm not sure if they will, but I mean, I know only a few teams are going to be playing really extended into the season, into the postseason part of things. But I would think that chopping off one of the regular season games might make sense, um, and you know, get it to where it's more, you know, where the most they're going to play is like maybe 15 games. I don't know what this does to conference championship games. If that changes, if every conference goes to just a straight, you know, uh, one through 16. Without a conference championship, just the team who's a conference championship is the one who's got the best record. And you cut that week out, that's a possibility, although it means so much money to the different cities that have that uh, conference championship game. So I doubt they'll get rid of that. Maybe they'll lop off one of the regular season games um, and uh, with the enticement of having the uh, chance for the playoff uh, expanded to 16 teams. Also, as expected, Kevin Warren was asked about the additions of USC and UCLA, and he said he gets questions all the time about, uh, he said, every single day is the quote um, about what the conference is going to do next. And um, he, he seems open to it. He said, we're not expand just to expand. It will be strategic. It will add additional value to our conference. It will provide a platform to even have our student athletes be put on larger platforms. So they can build their careers, but also that they have an opportunity to grow and learn from an education and an athletic standpoint. And so uh, it, they're still waiting on Notre Dame, really. And it could be Notre Dame and Stanford, the next two to join. Uh, a couple of strong academic institutions, they may be the next two to join. And then who knows, they might go after North Carolina and Duke. I still think 20 teams is where the Big Ten is going to end up. 
Um, that seems to make the most sense to me as far as where they're expanding. I think we're going to see a total of anywhere from 48 to 60 teams um, being like in these super conference football title contenders kind of thing where they have three 16-team conferences or three 20-team conferences, however you want to do it. Um, but I think that's about the bulk of what will compete for the national championship when this is all said and done. Look, this is ever-changing. With NIL, uh, Sean Clifford, the Penn State quarterback, he met with the Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren and um, also met with his athletic director and expressed some, the word used was demands. I'm not sure if this is a true demand or not, but that the college football players, and, and now as we get into this NIL thing and these guys are more employees, and also we know how much money, we're talking about a billion dollar media rights deal in the Big Ten. And Sean Clifford, representing a group of players, representing the conference players really is what he was doing, was three demands, again, was the word used in the in the uh, article. But the first one was that they can go to independent healthcare and still have it covered by the university. They don't have to just be within the university's um, uh, guidelines as far as where to get treatment. They can go elsewhere to get treatment as well and have that still be covered by their medical plan. The other thing they had in there was that, um, that Sean Clifford talked to the Big Ten about was um, healthcare for players after they're done, like a a system in place to where once a guy is done playing football, once his career is over, he still has access to healthcare provided by the university. Uh, so that's another thing they demanded. Those two seem like those are fairly easy fixes, things to slide in to get going in the Big Ten. His third one, though, is going to be a bit of a hurdle because he said the players want a share of the media money. So the $1 billion we're talking about, um, that the will likely be the, the number, the contract signed by the Big Ten for media rights was – especially adding USC and UCLA now. Um, Sean Clifford saying that the players want a share of this. And I'm not, now we've got a real slippery slope on this, how it's going to work out because um, it, it's, it's just every day this is going to change for us. And these are all things we never thought probably would happen in our lifetime. We never thought it'd be college players and get paid significantly legally according to the NCAA rules or that, you know, the NCAA is talking about, um, giving more power to the conferences and taking some of their own power away and letting the conferences police themselves in some cases, like with football and things like that, and scholarships and how things are going to work. So this is ever-changing. And so although we can sit here and talk about what will 2026 look like with the playoffs, there's like a hundred other steps between now and then that we've got to get resolved, including like these three that Clifford talked about, including conference expansion, specifically Notre Dame. Um, you know, all these things have to get taken care of before we can really get an idea of what college football is going to potentially look like come the 2026 season. All right, some other Buckeye news. Uh, JT Barrett signed on to be an offensive assistant was the title with the Detroit Lions. Uh, Barrett uh, always got praise from his teammates and coaches about how he was a coach on the field. He was a a, a leader in the locker room. And um, so it now his NFL slash CFL career has ended. Um, it seems like a, a perfect step for him to go now to be into coaching. I think he'll be a great coach up in Detroit. Uh, be just kind of weird seeing him in a, with Michigan-type teams, but, you know, he's in the state of Michigan. But good for J.T. Barrett getting his uh, coaching career started. Also, uh, Jeremy Pruitt, more comes out about the whole situation at Tennessee and how they, um, why they got rid of him when they did and what a poor hire it was and what a poor job he did for the volunteers. And this just further reminds me, and uh, as a Buckeye fan, you should appreciate this, how great of a job Ohio State has done hiring head coaches since they hired Woody Hayes. You know, Woody came on in 1954, and – you know, love him or hate him, he had success. 
Uh, ended obviously with a, a, a difficult situation when uh, he uh, punched Charlie Bauman of the Clemson Tigers and the Gator Bowl. But then they hired Earl Bruce, and I know Earl Bruce caught a lot of grief being nine and three Earl, nine and three Earl. But look, he beat Michigan, he won bowl games, and so uh, and although when he when he was let go, you know he was the winningest coach in the Big Ten during the time he was there uh, when he was fired. But still, not a terrible hire. John Cooper, Cooper after Earl Bruce, Cooper. I know. Had his shortcomings. He he made some mistakes coming in about saying that Michigan was just as important as any, any other game. It is, but you can't say it. A win is a win is a win. And if you lose your first three games, the Michigan game doesn't mean as much. And likewise, if you win your first eleven games and lose Michigan, then it's like well, then it's a huge bigger deal at that point. But it's I understand what he was saying, what his standpoint was on this. But he came into that, and but he did expand recruiting, and he took recruiting for at Ohio State to a whole different level. And so it, John Cooper's the worst hire since 19, 1954 for Ohio State. And again, no disrespect to Coop. I think he did a great job recruiting, keeping Ohio State on the map. He did have some great moments, and uh, he just couldn't beat Michigan and, and lost bowl games he should have won. Uh, then after that, of course, Jim Tressel, enough said about him and what he did. He was the perfect hire. I was against the Tressel hire when it happened. I thought they should have gone with Glenn Mason. This is why I don't run an athletic department or make decisions like that. But Tressel... Um, absolutely resurrected the Ohio State program, resurrected the Michigan rivalry. And after him, I had the one year of Fickle, which is kind of a broken year, but then you had Urban, and now you have Ryan Day. There's not an awful hire in there. John Cooper is is the one that is the the worst hire in there. And if you get John, if you get a guy with that kind of record and what he did for the university recruiting wise, and if he's the worst head coach you've had in 68 years, that's actually pretty good. Uh, anyway, that's it for the Buckeye Blitz. Lots more to talk about next time. We'll talk media day after Ryan Day talks on Wednesday. Uh, also, we got to talk about some Ohio State players in the NFL who need to have big bounce back years. Again, Jeff Tito Fitoff, at that happens, as you can find me on Twitter. And uh, we'll do the Buckeye Blitz again soon. Thanks so much. I have come here all out of bubble.